Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskag Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey everyone, good afternoon and welcome to Saskag Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, heating the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. On today's show, Cargill is getting some land on the east end of Regina for a canola crushing facility. More on that from Chief Agricultural Editor of SaskAgToday.com, Kevin Hirsch. Canola and wheat futures, meantime, rose this week and markets are reacting to the latest USDA report. A reminder to students to apply for the 2024 Ag Student Scholarship and a pumpkin contest is being held in Leader this weekend. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Saskag today on 620 CKRM. This is Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. Saskag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. Construction is proceeding on the new Cargill canola crushing plant located within the Global Transportation Hub on the eastern side of Regina. SaskagToday.com's Chief Agricultural Editor Kevin Hirsch provides updates on the developments within GTH. A lot of controversy swirled around the Global Transportation Hub and the corresponding creation of the Regina Bypass to provide a transportation corridor. Now the hub is starting to fulfill its purpose. Management services for the GTH are being provided by Colliers, a property management and commercial real estate firm. Richard Jankowski, the Managing Director of Saskatchewan Brokerage for Colliers, says the GTH provided Cargill with what they were looking for in a canola crushing location. There's availability of labor in the Regina region. Raw canola can easily move in by truck and rail, and the resulting oil and meal has access to both railways and can be readily shipped to Vancouver, the U.S. and Mexico. Since the facility will be a large user of processed water, a secondary pipeline is planned from Buffalo Pound to serve the region with Cargill as the first customer. Jankowski says the scale of the Cargill build is impressive. It's massive, so this one will be the, it'll be their largest facility in the world. Um, you know, I just look at some of the, the features there, 23 kilometers of uh, inner railway network, about 4 kilometers uh, north to connect to CN. Uh, there's there's uh, 247 acres that are custom designed, so there's an interior road system and that complements the interior rail network. Um, silo structures or slip form construction similar to what you'd see in a on a concrete inland terminal facility. 
Um, and some of the other things that stand out, I, I think about, you know, um, 4,000 or so uh, concrete piles, just a ton of, uh, ton of raw materials, uh, the rebar and so on, and the, the steel to run the facility just for power and the grid within it is, uh, it's huge. So they're talking about uh, gearing up to as many as 700 um, construction jobs by the, you know, the peak of 2024. Um, I think there's around 550 there right now. It's basically a, a huge work camp in and around it, just outside the city. Some of the early clients were in the Global Transportation Hub before the Regina Bypass was built. Jankowski says the number of clients is steadily increasing, with many of them related to agriculture. We've got new companies that are coming, um, Avena Foods being an example, um, uh, Four Tracks, a trucking company out of Manitoba has bought land. Um, Cam Transport just uh, closed on a deal, so they're they're planning to build out there. There's there's about a, a dozen other deals that are in various stages of negotiation, and you know you can you can assume that once Cargill's operational, there'll be companies that want to look, co-locate out there because their their services will complement uh, the, the Cargill operation. And of course, the other one that's not a big land user, but it's exciting because it's a first. Uh, venture into Saskatchewan and that's uh, that's Amazon's distribution uh, hub that you know is, is going to get going here as, as understand it in early 24. For Saskag Today, I'm Kevin Hirsch. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Adam Bacallo on how the canola and wheat futures did for this week, as well as the markets reacting to the latest USDA report. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. We're back with Sask Ag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough size matters. So see Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist, prairieeavestrough.ca. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Nothing strange about the grain markets this week as canola and wheat futures were up. Future Commodity Advisor with PI Financial Adam Piccalo says the November canola contract was up this week by $6 a ton to around $716, while Minneapolis wheat for December was also up $0.05 a bushel to $7.24. Basically, the story this week was yesterday's USDA report. Uh, Definitely some strong numbers, uh, some supportive bullish numbers uh, initially. However, it seems that uh, the optimism has subsided a little bit here. So on the USDA said for world ending stocks, um, both for corn and soybeans and slightly on wheat were actually lower than expected. Um, On the soybean side, that's where actually the majority of the bullishness came from. We saw about a 35 cent rally um, kind of on soybeans yesterday with uh, production and yield both down than kind of expected. Uh, On the corn front, uh, down as well too, not as much. Uh, We did also see on wheat uh, a little bit of short covering, I believe. Uh, So we saw a strong day yesterday. 
But uh, today it seems that uh, only the Chicago wheat actually is kind of up positive on the day, whereas actually Kansas and Minneapolis are, are down here kind of as we're talking. I know uh, when we talk about uh, factors all the time, uh, you know, the U.S. dollar being one of them, uh, crude oil being another, uh, were those uh, kind of influencing uh, both wheat and canola futures this week? You know, they were, I would say, the U.S. dollar definitely. Uh, U.S. dollar actually kind of bounced off of its uh, an important move, 200-day moving average at about uh, 105.50. Today, we're sitting at about 106.40 on the December futures. So uh, the U.S. dollar, I believe, if it does have a, a rally again here, uh, that could potentially push the stock market lower, maybe grains a little bit lower. And then when it comes to crude oil this week with the uh, conflict between Israel and Hamas, we've seen a lot of volatility on the oil front. So today we're up $3.50. We don't talk about it very often, but actually gold is up about $55 uh, kind of an ounce here this this morning. So there's there's quite a few different uh, kind of, I would say, markets that are maybe reacting to kind of what's going on geopolitically right now. And speaking of which, uh, I guess I'd follow up to that. Is the Russia-Ukraine conflict kind of uh, influencing anything? I honestly don't hear too much uh, in the news about it anymore. I'm, I'm sure, obviously, it is still a factor uh, for for world grain prices, but I haven't heard of any significant news recently that has affected the grain markets. All right, and what's your outlook for next week and beyond? Well, canola here, we did see, again, a strong uh, kind of last couple days here from the USDA report. Uh, November is holding that 700 kind of level, again, sitting at around 714, 715 area. Uh, it seems that wheat is trying to rally here, but really, uh, unless there's some more supportive news, the, the trend is kind of still down on, on that market there. Adam Piccalo is a future commodity advisor with PI Financial in Winnipeg. Markets moved following yesterday's U.S. Department of Agriculture Supply and Demand report. This is USDA Chief Economist Seth Myers. Results at this time of the year are driven by the movement of those samples from the field to the lab. So they're picking the ears and they're taking pods and they're doing all those physical measurements. And so this is really the month where those yields tend to tighten down quite a bit. The corn estimate is 173 bushels an acre, down about half a bushel from last month. Soybean yields were down a hair more than that at 49.6 bushels an acre. There was some positive movement for corn, but most of the action occurred in the soybean market, where futures jumped by 35 cents a bushel. This is Arlene Suderman, a chief market analyst with Stonex. USDA cut exports because of the expectations that we're going to lose business to South America, and that certainly is consistent with what we're seeing on China buying powers. But China hasn't bought much yet for December and for January because they're waiting to see how the growing season gets started in Brazil. The dry weather kind of continues there, and they don't have a favorable start. Then they'll buy more from the United States for that December-January window. The next focus will be on South American weather in the coming weeks. 
it left ending stocks at 220 million bushels, which is just above pipeline supplies with the expectation that small crops keep getting smaller. And so now the trade's thinking, what if it gets even smaller and we have any weather problems in South America? So soybeans is where we saw the big rally, and that gave some follow-through or some empathetic uh, gains in corn as well. The November canola contract closed yesterday at $712.60 a ton, up $9.90. You're listening to SaskAg Today. Coming up next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to SaskAg Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Farmers in British Columbia are preparing for an influx of avian flu cases as wild birds begin migrating south. But a spokesperson for the BC Poultry Association Emergency Operations Centre says he doesn't expect as much devastation as last year. Ray Nichols says farmers are using the lessons they learned since the highly infectious H5N1 strain began spreading in late 2021 to better prepare for potential outbreaks. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency says it believes migratory birds are responsible for the outbreaks. Starting Monday, British Columbia Agriculture Minister Pam Alexis leads a three-day trade mission to the United States. But even though she's not going far, she hopes the trip will have major benefits for B.C.'s food and beverage sector. A release from the Ministry of Agriculture says Alexis will travel to Seattle and surrounding areas to strengthen B.C.'s knowledge and expertise about exporting to the Pacific Northwest. The minister says the province is determined to support businesses that are ready to export their products internationally, Representatives from 11 B.C. companies will join Alexis on the trip, and the ministry says all the participants represent export-ready businesses with sales stock in a minimum of 75 stores in Canada. CNH Industrial, the parent company of Case IH in New Holland, says it has completed its purchase of global satellite navigation company Hemisphere GNSS as of October 12th. The deal, worth $175 million U.S., was originally announced in March of 2023 and includes Hemisphere's subsidiary Outback Guidance, which sells agricultural auto steer products in North America and Australia. Following up on the $2.1 billion acquisition of Raven Industries in 2021, CNH says the Hemisphere purchase accelerates its plan to attain leadership in automation and will expedite delivery of a fully autonomous farming cycle. Hemisphere was previously owned by Beijing Unistrong Science and Technology Company, based in China. After a two-year review, the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef has chosen the Canadian Cattle Identification Agency, or CCIA, to provide live cattle chain of custody tracking for the Certified Sustainable Beef Framework. The Roundtable says it's confident working with the CCIA will enable consistent implementation of its chain of custody requirements 
and improve transparency of live cattle movement across all CRSB certified supply chains. The Roundtable says it's pleased to work with the CCIA, a longtime CRSB member and trusted industry partner on this program improvement that will provide more clarity of CRSB requirements and allow greater success of the certified sustainable beef framework. Roundtable certified operations with CLTS accounts will now be able to see the CRSB certified status of their cattle's identification indicators as those indicators as cattle move through the supply chain. The Canadian Federation of Independent Grocers wants the Canadian Dairy Commission to refrain from raising milk prices. The Crown Corporation reviews the price dairy farmers are paid for their milk every fall and reveals in February whether it will change. The food industry is under pressure from the federal government to keep prices stable and the Federation argues that any increase in milk prices would go against Ottawa's objective. The Australian government says it has bought a supply of vaccines for lumpy skin disease, a highly infectious condition affecting cattle, as part of efforts to control the disease and maintain live animal exports. The government says Australia is free of the disease, but infection scares in recent months temporarily halted shipments of some live cattle to Malaysia and Indonesia. Australia exported 593,000 live cattle in Buffalo last year, worth $870 million. A little over half went to Indonesia, with China, Vietnam and Israel the next biggest destinations. Lumpy skin disease causes blisters in cattle and buffalo and reduces milk production. Transmitted by insect bites, it poses no risk to humans. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly cloudy and a high of 11. Tonight, partly cloudy and a low of plus one. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with winds from the southeast at 20 kilometers an hour, high of 12, the low minus 1. Partly cloudy on Sunday, 16 is the high, plus 2 is the low. Sunshine on Monday, high of 19, the low 6 degrees. Tuesday, cloudy, high of 17. Tuesday night, cloudy and a 40% chance of showers, the low 4 degrees. Partly cloudy on Wednesday, 30% chance of showers, high of 12, the low plus 1. And Thursday, sunshine and 17. Normal highs for this period are 11 degrees, normal lows minus 2. Sun rose at 717 this morning, sun will set at 611 this evening. Around the province in Estevan, Swift Current and Yorkton 8 degrees, Saskatoon and Weyburn 9. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Valmarie at 11.1, cool spot in Cypress Hills at 6 degrees. In Regina, mostly cloudy, east wind at 10 Humidity at 58%, temperature 10 degrees or 50 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 103.0 and falling. Moose Jaw also mostly cloudy, east wind at 13, temperature 10 degrees. Again in Regina, mostly cloudy, east wind at 10 kilometers an hour, temperature 10 degrees. Back in a moment.
Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. Thinking ahead to next year, the federal and provincial governments announced an increase to the Agriculture Student Scholarship. The amounts went up this year with $6,000 going to the top recipient and $3,000 each to three runner-ups. Public Trust Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, Brace Lewin, says students can apply by creating a three-minute video or a 1,000-word essay on farming and the environment. So students have that option to write a thousand word essay or produce a three minute video on the topic of farming and environmental sustainability. And videos or essay submissions can address one or more of the following guiding questions, such as what does environmental sustainability look like? What can the agriculture industry do to communicate the sustainable environmental practices performed by Saskatchewan producers? What can be done to preserve ecosystems and ensure effective land management within farming operations? And what can producers do differently to better promote environmental sustainability? The scholarship aims to grow students' passion for agriculture. The Agriculture Student Scholarship Program allows the ministry to identify young agriculture advocates and leverage their passion to tell the story of Saskatchewan agriculture. Grade 12 students or recent high school graduates within the past two school years living in Saskatchewan who plan to take agriculture-related post-secondary education beginning in the fall of 2024 are eligible to submit their applications. He says the deadline to apply is a few months away. The deadline for applications is March 1st of 2024. And for more information on the Agriculture Student Scholarship Program, you can visit saskatchewan.ca slash ag dash scholarship. Lewins also tells us where the application can be sent. Students can submit their completed applications by email to agriculture.scholarship at gov.sk.ca. The scholarship is funded through the Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Looked at Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. An event, an event tomorrow evening in the community of Leader in southwest Saskatchewan will determine the champion pumpkin grower in the region. We heard about the contest in a news release from Lullamond Plant Care. Lullamond recently announced that the Leader area farmer Brennan Kuntz was the winner of the company's Hometown Roots Family Contest. Brandon learned about the contest while talking to a company rep at the Western Canadian Crop Production Show in Saskatoon. Contest prize is $5,000 to go to a local community group. Brendan is a member of the local Pumpkin Growers, which has been hosting a festival for the past five years, with this year's event being held tomorrow evening at the Leader Community Hall. Brendan explains how the local pumpkin festival started. Well, it was a few fellas betting each other who could grow the biggest pumpkin, 
and turned into a snowball that a whole bunch of people in the community jumped on the bandwagon for. Says nowadays there are 50 to 60 entries into the contest and gives a preview of tomorrow. So tomorrow evening we'll have our official pumpkin weigh-in where if you have a big pumpkin, you bring it in, we'll weigh it, and we'll have prizes for first, second, and third place. There is apparently quite the following. Oh yes, there's quite a following of uh, people for the pumpkin growers. We get from all over the area here, plus uh, a little bit further into Alberta even. Last year's winner had a pumpkin that weighed between 300 to 350 pounds. To get a pumpkin that heavy, Kuhn says a lot of work goes into it. Oh yeah, to grow these big pumpkins you need uh, you know, some special secrets obviously, and then uh, lots of water, lots of fertilizer, and last few years with the hot weather it's been a little bit of a challenge so we got to keep watering but it can be done. Brennan Coots farms in the Leader area a little more than two and a half hours southwest of Saskatoon. Brennan is the winner of the Lullaman Plant Care Hometown Roots Family Contest. $5,000 prize is going to the local pumpkin growers group which will then distribute the funds for community projects such as a new Zamboni. Tomorrow evening's pumpkin weigh-in is 7 o'clock tomorrow evening in the Leader Community Hall. You're listening to Saskag today. Coming up is the Market Update. Here's the Market Update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly down in early trading today. Canola is down 10 cents at 660.02. Number one red, number one red spring wheat is down 71 cents at 321.33. The rest were unchanged. Durham 509.23. Feed barley 277.58, chickpeas 1036.17, flax 611.54, lentils 780.50, oats 294.32, yellow peas 387.89, or 399.89 I should say, feed wheat 235.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is up four and a quarter cents at seven dollars and twenty-seven and three quarter cents a bushel. Up next is the livestock reports. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now the latest livestock quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Mark Report. Hardline Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 2300 on offer to our Thursday pre-start. Like cows, they're just still smoking right along. Another 350 cows sold on Thursday after the pre-start. They look steady to last week. These 50 little guys, 291 at 529. Another 53 black steers, 470, 417 at 490 and a half. 78 black steers, 532 at 405. Little heifers, 123 of them at 369 at 408. 61 black heifers, 528, 337, and another 106 black heifers, 485 at 352. The good cows are 120 to 132. Medium cows, 105 to 120. The Charlotte Extravaganza is on here next Tuesday, which is full. Another Charlotte Simmental sale here next Thursday. All these calves must be pre-listed for these upcoming sales. For more market information, give Heartland Moose Jaw a call at 692-2385. The latest pork prices are at $203.33 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. 
It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the resource report brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Canada's highest court has found the Federal Government's Impact Assessment Act to be unconstitutional. Five of seven judges ruled against the law, saying it ultimately seeks to regulate activities within provincial jurisdiction. The federal government had argued its involvement in environmental matters is needed to ensure standards are consistent across the country. Alberta opposed the law, arguing that it gave Ottawa power to stick its nose into provincial matters. On the markets, the TSX is down 40 points to 19,460. The Dow is up 60 points to 33,691. Oil is up $4.34 to $87.25 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 73.20 cents U.S. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Friday's edition of Sask Ag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day and a nice weekend. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.